Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is the first episode of our Seventh Heaven podcast, Camden Cast. Yes, in this episode, we will be covering uh, the first episode of Seventh Heaven, Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. Um, which aired 20 years ago on August 26th, 1996. So it just had its 20-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, 7th Heaven. It was uh, the most-watched series ever on the WB. May the WB rest in peace. Uh, I really miss the WB. Quality television. A lot of uh, childhood gems came from the WB. Uh, And then it aired for 11 seasons. The first 10 were on the WB, and then... uh, the last one was on the, the, the progeny of, of the WB and UPN, uh, the CW. Their little their love child is where the last uh, season aired. So it was total, on the CW. On the CW, yeah. Um, so it was total eleven seasons and two hundred and forty three episodes. Uh, is that the longest running show on the I WB? Think, yeah, I think it was. I, I tried to look this up, and I couldn't find... Because um, Supernatural started on the, the last year that the WB was an active network. Uh, oh, and Supernatural, Supernatural has been going like, on forever. But, so. but the bulk of the run, it's like tw- I think it's like 12 seasons, but the bulk of that run has been on the CW. So, so maybe the longest running on the WB. On the WB, because it was 10 seasons, and I think most shows on the WB maxed out. Like was, like Buffy was like seven. Dawson's Creek was like six. Uh, like Gilmore Girls was seven. Um, I don't know what else was on the... I feel like Everwood... Was Everwood on? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I never watched that one, but... I think One Tree Hill was on the WB. Oh, but One it... Tree Hill was on forever, yeah. uh, but because but it, it finished out on the CW. The, yeah. I think I think One Tree Hill was on for like ten or like eleven no. seasons. Was it eleven? No, eleven it wasn't. or what? no, oh, it right. wasn't. It was ten seasons, I think. All right. Well, it felt like it was on forever. Okay. So anyway, we're talking about Seventh Heaven, uh, which was created by Brenda Hampton, who went on to also uh, do creator and, and writer on on Secret Life of the American Teenager, which is also which also aired on a now defunct network, uh, ABC Family. Which has become freeform. That makes no sense. Because I guess there's no real formatting. The, the Secret Life should have been on freeform because there was no real direction of that show. Uh, but yeah, that that also is, is kind of equally absurd. Um, and I think sometimes I'll make. Um, well, we'll get into that because I I have seen it all the way through. I've seen every episode of Seventh Heaven. And I haven't. Um, I think maybe like. I've come across a couple, a few episodes here and there when I was younger, while it was still on air. Um, but this will be my first time watching it all. Yeah, so we're going to go on a little uh, 11 season, just a 243 episode quick uh, journey. Um, so if you might be wondering why you should care about what we have to say about Seventh Heaven, as we've already disclosed, um, I have seen every episode because on July 4th weekend of this, our, our, your, our Lord's Year of 2016. Oh, the Rev is crying right yeah, now. Um, my cousin brought to my attention that uh, all of the seasons of Seventh Heaven were on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, which is where you can watch it. Uh, watch the show with us. Um, Amazon Prime Video, watch along as we go, you know, one uh, a po- an episode of podcast and um, join us on this journey yeah um so i started i don't think i thought when i started that i was going to actually like watch all 11 seasons all the way through but little did you know here we are in the last week of september i finished actually it was last week uh so the first week of october first week of october so that's about three months i i finished the 11th season 
Um, and while I was doing this, I started sending Snapchats of out-of-context, absurd things that would happen on the show to people. Um, yeah, I was receiving all of these Snapchats, and which is honestly the reason that I'm here now, because I just needed to know what the show was about. Um, and also, Aaron, I gotta say, you have a talent with sending these Snapchat videos. Like, it's really an art. Like, so much so that... Well, this is our first plug. We have a vine for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so other people like knew that I was sending these out of context uh, Snapchats and they wanted them. So I was like, I'll just put them on Vine so anyone who wants to see them can get them. And that Vine account is Seventh Heaven Vines with it's the number seven T H H E A V E N V I N E Z. Um, most of the ones that are up there now are from later seasons because that was when I started the account. But as I said, they're out of context, so you're not really going to find any spoilers there. Um, you're just going to find, like, sassy, older Ruthie, uh, and <laughs> which, which is worth it. And then I'm actually... Oh, and the Camden's telling you to vote. Oh, yeah. And as, as we go through this time, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the ones that I had sent originally just as Snapchats and upload them as we go along. So you will see earlier season um, vines, and if we come across something in the show that we talk about on the podcast, I'll tell you if I've uploaded that to the Vine account. So, yeah, um, and then wh- while I was doing this, when I was getting close to the end of the binge, same cousin who told me that it was on Amazon Prime Video was like, oh, you should do a podcast um, with someone who hasn't seen any of the episodes because that's, like, what the Gilmore guys do, and she was familiar with that, so... Shout out to the Gilmore shout guys. Shout out to them for the format. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... I This wasn't the first time I had seen Seventh Heaven uh, binging it this time through. When I would say, well, I was only four years old when the show premiered in 1996, but um, I would say probably 2000 to 2001, I started watching it. And I probably watched it until I was like in high school. So maybe I stopped in like 2004, 2005. Uh, so I didn't see the. I didn't see most of the beginning episodes and I didn't see the finale or probably the last two seasons. And my uh, knowledge of the show is pure, is almost purely through Aaron's Snapchats. And I guess I knew it existed in my periphery when I was younger, but that's about it. So I'm the perfect candidate to watch the show with. Yeah, and well, it's a little unique because I, I'm not just watching it based on like having watched it 20 years ago. Um, I've just watched them all in the past three months, so I'm very much aware. There's very little that I've forgotten because it's all just very fresh. Um, so yeah, we get, you know, different, different takes, so... Let's jump into it. Yeah, so what was your first impression, first episode ever of Seventh Heaven? Um, well, I distinctly recall sitting on your couch and curling into myself because everything was ridiculously cringeworthy. I, like, was viscerally uncomfortable with all of it. Um, but the other thing I noticed, which you got to tell me if this is something that they do for the rest of the season or rest of the show is the weird lighting. Um, it looks the entire, the entire first episode looked like a dream sequence. I was really waiting for like one of the Camdens to wake up in the middle of the episode and it to like finally look like over reality. Everything was really hazy and blurry around the edges. It was backlit really weirdly. Yeah, everyone had like a halo of light around their is heads. That, is that some sort of like... No, I, I think that's Symbolism only, or something? I think that's the only time, except maybe like you said, yeah, that's like something that is usually employed in dream sequences. So um, that definitely isn't throughout, except for maybe like if they are doing a dream sequence. And that was weird. Um, I And mostly just the parents, actually. I noticed like them like 
looking at each other or whatever, but uh, the, the kids were, like, less backlit. But, yeah. No, that doesn't, that doesn't continue. Maybe they've and, just reached nirvana or something. Yeah, they're, they're in seventh heaven. <laughs> um, so my second impression was, well, you pointed this out to me. I didn't really notice the backlighting on the first one because I guess it seemed normal at the time. And they're in a totally different house uh, oh. from the one that's on the title card as well as um, the one that you see throughout the rest of the series. The exterior was entirely different. Um, the interior pretty much looked the same. And the kitchen seemed a little off to me, but again, they were doing these weird shots in the kitchen, but definitely the exterior of the house is entirely different uh, because this is like very much like a brick, um, like Georgian architecture, and then like the house that they actually end up being in has like a front porch, and this one just has like a, a driveway, like yeah. a wraparound driveway. So, wraparound driveway. Um, so yeah, so that then we get like the intros. Uh, oh yeah, the, so the cold open um, starts with the Camden parents uh, in bed. And we have the Rev, Eric Camden, and his wife, Annie Camden. And the Reverend Camden is played by Stephen Collins. Wait, so I lied before. I do have some knowledge of Seventh Heaven because of Stephen Collins. Because of what, like, what he, like, yeah. did he admit to, like, some it, it sort of sexual like, misconduct? It was, like, two or three years ago, yeah, there was, like, he was getting divorced and somehow his wife was, like, I don't know, trying to ruin him, and she, she had to air his dirty laundry, and it was, like, in the 70s. Well, and Wait, there was, like, two in the 70s, and then, like, one in 1994, which was dangerously yeah. close to the start of this show when he spent a lot of time around children. Um, he had, like, it was, like, like he had molested some, some underage girls. So, um, yeah, that came out. And actually, that's funny, because uh, Annie Camden is played by Catherine Hicks, and I saw something just a few weeks ago there was an article where she said she would be down for, like, you know, some kind of reunion show or, like, a revival, a brief revival. Like, what everybody's doing now with, like, Fuller House. Yeah. This new, like, thing of, on Netflix of Gilmore Girls. Yeah, she said she, she'd be willing to do that, but only if it opened with the Rebs casket, so... Oh, wow. So she was like, yeah, so it seems that, I don't know, they don't want to be associated with him anymore. And also, reruns of the show air air on oxygen and then like there's this other channel that i sometimes see them on up it's like uplifting it's like a, a religious channel and um people were calling for them to be pulled because after the cosby after all the cosby allegations right, right. like came out um most most uh tv channels stopped airing cosby show reruns so people so you would think that like after yeah. everything that happened with stephen collins that that would the same kind of reaction would take oh, place no. No, no, there's, well, I still see, you know, with the episodes on TV, so I watch them every time I see them. So, yeah. Um, oh, and then, right. So we get the intros, so we see, that, you know, oh, and Stephen Collins went on before his career, before these this Dirty Laundry was aired, he went on to play uh, Dennis and Dee's biological father, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, so I guess that's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen, like, the first, like, three episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It happens pretty soon. Pretty early on in the run. So we got the parents, you know, Rev, Stephen Collins, and, and Catherine Hicks, who, who plays Annie Camden. And then we have kind of this, like, cutesy... Um, kid, kid parade. Yeah, kid, kid parade. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it sounds like something God. Stephen Collins would love. No, 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 no. We don't joke about that. We don't joke about that. Um, we have them come in through like in reverse age order so you have uh ruthie come in she's she's got the first line of the show um what are we, what doing? Are we doing which um we find out in this episode um ruthie is five years old yeah and then 
Um, oh, Ruthie is played by Mackenzie Rosman. Um, and then we have uh, Lucy. Uh, I'm not, not sorry, not Lucy. Simon comes in next. Simon's uh, ten years old. Yes. And he's played by David Gallagher. And then we have uh, Lucy come in. Lucy is Lucy comes into the bedroom, and Lucy is twelve years old. Yes. And she's played by Beverly Mitchell. And um, then we have Mary, who is fourteen, and played by Jessica Biel, who I guess you could say was the most famous post-Seventh Heaven, um, but I really think a lot of her fame hinges on just being married to someone who is very famous. So for what it's worth, I mean, she I guess she did the best for herself. I don't really know. I mean, we did have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Are we going to discredit, we always... discredit the, the, <laughs> the, 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 works the of, cinema, yeah. the, the, the finale yeah. that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, I guess she was in that. And she was in, like, other... I think she was in that, like, what to expect when you're expecting... Uh, I feel like she was in Valentine's Day or one of those oh, other, like was? New Year's she... Eve oh, or Day. Like those, we don't like... have time to get into <laughs> Gary Marshall. May he rest in peace. Gary Marshall just died this year, but I mean, Wait, he really... did. I thought he was still alive. No, no, he died right after like Mother's Day came out, oh. which I have yet to see. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, she was in Valentine's Day, Gary Marshall film. Um, oh, so yeah, and, and then and all we right. have the eldest. We have Matt come in. He's um, 16 he's... years old. Yeah, and he's played by Barry Watson. So. Um, that's it. That's a, that's our principal cast members. And like, I don't know, the kids whine about breakfast and then we get, you know, the, the opening credits title card with a different house. Um, and then it opens to a dinner table scene, which, um, I think they wanted it to do more work than it did, but really all it really establishes that is that like Simon wants a dog and he starts out by praying for a dog. And this scene is like really normal until out of nowhere, the Rev went, not the Rev like compliments Lucy about, you know, growing up into a fine young woman and Lucy just has this oh. outburst and yeah, storms right. out of the room. You're right. I'm sorry. So it's established that Simon wants a dog and um, Lucy's character is established because as we will all quickly learn, Lucy is the worst. This is going to be a segment, but I don't know how I'm ever going to narrow it down because she is consistently the worst and there's like 10 at least like 10 scenes an episode where she qualifies as like having just being the worst like a terrible person to be around i mean i remember turning around to you as soon as that scene happened like is this is this lucy this is this is just what's gonna happen now it's very much lucy yeah she too, and too emotional wait right after that simon has this great this oh, great line yeah, right it. he says uh so she she runs away from the dinner table and she leaves her food and simon goes if we had a dog he could eat that <laughs> Oh, right. And I wrote down, a dog would 100% be better than Lucy. Yeah, well, you're like also going kind of like on the out of context snaps. But yeah, you you know, like, ugh, Lucy. Erin, um, like, She's would send a lot of te- a, a Snapchats of just Lucy out of context. But like, I know from those Snapchats that Lucy does not get any better. Yeah. A spoiler alert. I'm spoiler sorry. Alert. <laughs> Lucy's the worst. Uh so I'm sorry if there are people. Like, what if I know well, we, like there might be an entire contingent of people who like are really, really big Lucy fans. They really we're relate just to like, Lucy and we're, we're just, just isolating their, them. Yep. Well, don't worry. There are four other kids right now, and then soon to oh the don't well, yeah they're <laughs> don't. The, they're the worst too. Um, so yeah, then so she you know she storms off, and then there's this weird she's like locked herself in the in the bathroom, and the rev has this weird line about like, hey, remember me? We've got to, first of all, remember me. Yeah, it's her father. He's like, I, I accidentally, I bought you anatomically correct dolls by mistake. 
And I don't really know what, what purpose that serves, or I guess it's just supposed to establish, like, oh, they have, like, a funny relationship, but it really just made me cringe. Yeah, because <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and how do you buy anatomically correct dolls by mistake? Like, what? Accidentally buy. Yeah, it doesn't... I didn't know. I I have a lot of questions about <laughs> Problemat- that. The first of many problematic <laughs> lines, scenes. So uh, we then move on to their backyard uh, where... Mary and Matt. ...are practicing Mary's foul shot. Um, oh, yeah. We, we learn... I think they, they say that Mary's like a freshman on varsity, so we're supposed to, you know, she's the basketball girl. So this is the first of many scenes where we just see her holding a basketball, playing basketball. Um, but it quickly... Turns into something completely turns different. Turns into not basketball related. Yeah. Um, I think she like shoots a couple of her foul shots, makes both of them in, and Matt somehow knows that this is not about basketball. It's about a guy. And we very quickly learn that Mary wants to be kissed. You know, she's... She's 14 years old. She's in her prime, you know. And she's, <laughs> so she's in her prime. So let these years pass her by. I mean, my, high school was my prime, so I understand where, where uh, Mary's coming from. But uh, she is, like, the tallest girl in her class, and every guy is shorter than her in her, like, grade. And she really just wants to be kissed by someone who's not shorter than her and has this great back and forth, or not back and forth even, she just kind of has this, where do my hands go? Where do his hands go? Well, well, at this point, I think it's we need to now describe, they're standing, like, face-to-face, you know, um, and she was like, can you just... Can you just show me? I don't know where my hands go, where his hands go, where our lips go. And she she says something to the effect of, "Well, can't you just show me?" So she's like trying to use like what we're gathering here is that she's trying to use, or what I was gathering here is that she's trying to use Matt as some sort of like test dummy for kissing because she doesn't know how to do it with how to do it. Sorry, how to kiss with a tall guy and. She's, uh, and her she's, her brother and of is, course her sixteen year old brother is, is taller than her so so, so it's a logical conclusion so, ask your brother to kiss you when you don't know what you're doing and you know they don't we don't really get told that she doesn't actually want to kiss yeah that the until, first the first like this scene is like kind of divided into two I forget what like cuts in between it but in the first they cut away from it and you're still under the impression they're still standing face to face and you're under the impression that. Matt's gonna kiss her to show her how to how to kiss, and and when they come back to the scene, um, I, I think Mary finally says like, "I don't want you to kiss me." <laughs> yeah, which was way too long for her to take to say, "I don't want you to kiss me," because at this point, like, there's even a scene in this like big scene where she has her like lips puckered up to him. Yeah. So, um, well. Simon Thankfully, Hall. that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> that's, no, that's the takeaway from there. Um, so, so then it, we, we have, so like to recap, we have Simon who wants a dog, Mary who wants to be kissed, and in the very next scene we find out what exactly it is that Lucy's Lucy storming about. Lucy's storming out of, out of rooms about and hiding in weird places about and what she wants. So she's in uh, her closet <laughs> crying, um, and Annie Camden walks in sits down on the closet floor with her, and she's, you know, going off about all these... Um, Lucy's going off about how all these girls in her grade are doing it, and all of her friends are doing it. And I'm sitting here, like, doing what? And it's about getting her period. Yeah, some, and, somehow we, we it gets around to, to her getting her period, but... But, like, never... She keeps saying, yeah, like... Never in the history of ever has... All my friends are doing it. Doing it <laughs> referred to getting your period. 
Like, well, what? <laughs> I don't know. They they seem to again just go along. Like this is this is fine. And I guess this establishes what like the theme of the show is. Oh well, this was another or this thing. episode. The name of the episode it actually wasn't just called pilot. It was called anything you want. Which I mean, most shows are lazy and just call their pilot pilot. But Seventh Heaven always going above and beyond. So uh, there's a clear theme here. Name of the episode's anything you want. We've got Simon wanting a dog, uh, Mary wanting to get kissed, and Lucy wants to start her period. So that's established probably like halfway through the episode. Every we've got all that down. There's like the main storyline. And then cut to church. fashion break. Cut to church. Church, church outfit fashion break. Um, really, only one of them was offended me, and it was what Mary was wearing, and I was deeply offended by it. Um, Aaron, like looked at me and was like, what is Jessica Biel wearing? So, let me just try and sum it up. Uh, it was a, a suit, a some man-made fiber. This was, it was a, <laughs> man-made it was fiber. a man-made fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looked like it could have been like polyester. Some, uh, it was a bad man-made fiber. It looked fiber. uncomfortable. It looked bad. Um, it was a, it, and it was a suit. It was a purple suit, a, a light purple suit with about maybe like five buttons on the jacket. And she had it all the way buttoned up to like her collar. Shoulder um, pads. Shoulder pads, big old shoulder pads. I think it, she was wearing, it was like a skirt that went with it. We it didn't really a pan, see the bottom. It wasn't a pantsuit. I think she was wearing a skirt. So if that's like a redeeming uh, quality. And everyone else had on pretty normal church outfits. I mean, do you know what it reminded me of? Um, if any of our listeners uh, have uh, seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you know what the mole women yes. were marrying, wearing before they, you know, stopped being mole women. Uh, it was almost, but what the mole woman wore was almost better because it was like a, <laughs> it was like a dress. This was just this weird. It was but so yeah. boxy. Yes. It was like square. It, 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 not very flattering for, for anyone. Um, oh, wait, wait. If we're going to talk about fashion, I need to have a, give a like quick shout out to like Queen Ruthie here. Um, who's, shoe game she, on point. Yeah. So uh, she... Comes in to the episode during the cold open with these like adorable brown, bare, fuzzy like slippers that are like way too big on her feet. And then later on in the episode, she comes in with these purple jelly shoes. I have not seen jelly shoes in ages, but. But 1996, yo. <laughs> uh, oh, the purple jelly shoes, they could have spruced up uh, just Mary's outfit. Um, everybody else was wearing pretty standard church clothes. Like Lucy had like on like a polka dot dress and, and Ruthie had like a cute little church bonnet. But uh, this is definitely going to be, I look forward to seeing what they wear to church every week because... In general, like making fun of 90s fashion. Yeah, yeah, because the boys were like in suits, but they were of course not tailored because they were like awful baggy suits because 90s. Um... But oh, and then we have our, like, second Lucy, or not even second, just one of many, Lucy being the oh, yeah. worst moment. Lucy's the worst. Because she ends up storming out of church. Yeah, um, because the Rev, well, the mother, like, Annie consoled her with, like, oh, there's a season for anything, everything, and then the church, uh, the Rev starts out his sermon, and he's like, there's a season for everything, and she, of course, thinks everything is about her, like, like, like the congregation knows that, that she's waiting on her period, and then she storms out. Again, because she's the worst. Which uh, gives us to the post-church scene. Post-church you know? scene where the Rev is just really confused about why Lucy is so upset. And, you know, Annie's trying to make a point by saying, look, Lucy and Mary are two different kids. They're two different girls. You know, this line comes out where, I guess, 
And he goes, you know, Mary came up to you one day and was just like, buy me a pack of Slender Regulars, and Lucy's never going to do that. And I was just stuck on Slender Regulars. Yeah, a lot of different, uh, well, I was like, Slender and Regular, those are like two different things. Like, does she want two boxes? And your impression was... I thought cigarettes, immediately. I was like, yeah. Slender Regulars, That those sound like cigarette brands. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a pack of Virginia, like a, a variation on Virginia Slims. Like, sli- like Lucy's becoming an old woman. She's not just becoming a woman. I don't know, it reminded me of like, what, Black and Miles yeah. or like a Cigarello, <laughs> Cigarello. or something. <laughs> She's sitting around, uh, it's, it's time to do it. It's time <laughs> to buy your first pack of cigarettes. So then that's the parents' post-church breakdown of like, oh, what's wrong with Lucy? And then we cut to Mary and Lucy. They share a room. They're in their room. And Mary's like, oh, we should go for a run. That'll help you get your, like, make your, speed up your, the getting of your period. Speed up doing it. I guess this is some sort of seventh heaven science. Science. Which Uh, is not the first time we've encountered seventh heaven science because apparently earlier in the episode, Mary told Lucy to, like, oh, stand, stand on, on her head, head which yeah. will also get... Or are these, like, old wives' tales and, like, oh, you'll start your period if you stand on your head? Which, like, doesn't make sense to me anatomically, but let's not get into that. Yeah, because I was wondering <laughs> that, too. I was like, all the blood would be rushing to your head. This is inhibiting... And it won't be, it won't be going the other way, which is where you want it to go. I don't... Yeah, so... All right, okay. whatever. Well, yeah. they're, so they're going to go for this run. Lucy's like, oh, should I bring one with me? And, um... Mary's like, yeah, sure. And she goes and she grabs a tampon from, like, I guess presumably one of Mary's drawers. And she puts it in her pocket. And I, I was just wondering, they were like, the Re- they're like 14 and 12. And the Rev was like, oh, they're going for a run around the neighborhood. So where is Lucy going to put this tampon in if she starts her period on the run around the neighborhood? Wouldn't she just run back home? Right. Like, it makes it seem like they're, like, maybe going 10 blocks, but not, you know, uh, I don't know, suburban blocks. Maybe it's far away. But it, it, I was like, why wouldn't she just go home if she started her period? She's got to, maybe it makes her feel like like an old woman to carry around the tampon. Um, so What, is she going to like end up behind a tree or something? Yeah, yeah, she's going to squat behind a tree and put the tampon in. Um, so anyway, cut to the run. Oh, wait. Fa- another wait. fashion, sports fashion report. <laughs> By me, Tandy. Um, Very athletic. <laughs> I'm the most athletic. Um... We have Mary running in typical running clothes, basketball shorts, like nondescript basketball jersey. And then you look at Lucy, who seems to have never run a day in her life. But look, I've never run a day in my life, and I know. Something about this is wrong. Yeah, because she's wearing denim shorts and Converse. And, yeah, and Converse aren't even, like, if I was going to, like, a theme park, I wouldn't wear Converse. Because they're not even comfortable to walk in for, like, eight hours of the day. Uh, and she's like trying to run in them, and like her. And they both have their hair down, and like, which I guess explains why they literally run into uh, Matt's best friend Jeff, who we've already learned that Mary wants to kiss him. This is the man she wants to have her first kiss with. Um, and in what I presume Mary thinks is some sort of sly interaction, uh, invites Jeff to come practice, but like her foul shot. So mm-hmm. now we know that foul shot does not mean. Foul shot. It's definitely a euphemism for something else. Yeah, there, they, no one is actually playing sports in this show. Um, but while this is going on, Lucy, I don't, this is so out of place, and I don't understand it. Very deliberately reaches in her pocket and starts to very slowly pull the tampon that she she brought with her out of out of her pocket, and like first it's like halfway out, and then it shows it like three quarters out, and then it's like hanging on by by a thread, and she like kind of just 
pushes it out onto the ground and it lands. They're standing in like a circle and it lands in the middle. And then... Oh my god, there's like this soap opera shot of like camera panning to Lucy. Who's horrified. Camera panning to Mary. Who's like, eh, she doesn't really care. Because she's more concerned with Jeff, who the camera pans on to next. And and then Jeff like kind of starts to bend down to pick up the tampon, realizes it's a tampon, like circles, circles back because he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm a man, I can't touch a tampon. And then Lucy does, what do you think Lucy's gonna do? She's the worst again, and she runs away in her Converse and her denim shorts. And finally, Mary just picks it up and then, like, is like, okay, see you later, Jeff, and, and runs and catches up with Lucy. Uh, Which brings us to one of the... Strange, in, very strange. Like, interaction and just... I don't, Lucy... Lucy goes Well, well Mary, Mary is like says to Lucy, oh, don't you think Jeff is so cute? And Lucy doesn't agree because Lucy... Lucy's type. Is... Prince Charles, which Prince Charles has never been good looking a day in his life. And, you know, Aaron was like, oh, but it was 1996. But we looked. We looked up what Prince Charles and Prince Harry looked, uh, what they looked like in 1996. And Prince Harry was, like, more age appropriate. Like, what? Lucy's 12. Why is she? And Prince William has, like, a full head of hair. Well, Prince well, yeah, Prince William, (laughs) I was going to say. But, yeah, so, really... Weird choice. Why then, did she pick Prince Charles? Especially because... And this weird tampon scene. <laughs> Especially because... And this is something that I know off the top of. of my head. And I know this and I'm not proud of it. Look, guys, I had a brief but very strong obsession with the royals when I was younger and read a lot of books about them. So one of... In these books, one of the things I read was that in like kind of like a love letter that uh, Prince Charles sent to Camilla Parker Bowles, he says... Um, I want to be reincarnated as your tampon, which yeah. I guess goes into the theme of this episode. Which I guess is romantic. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> I think Lucy would probably think that's romantic. So we'll go with it. She's she, she's into that. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, which brings us to our next scene, um, where uh, Mary is sitting outside of a door. Oh, and Ruthie pops in again. And guess what Ruthie says? She says, what are we doing? Second time in the episode. She's had one line so far, and it's, what are we doing? And I guess, and then and then Jessica Biel, um, Mary, Mary tells her, like, shh. And then we just hear Lucy in the bathroom yell, yes! So I guess the run worked. The run science. <laughs> the run science. Seventh heaven science is proven to be correct. So if you are looking to start your period, just go for a jog around the neighborhood. Um, in denim shorts and Converse. They, that needs to be there. So then the girls are celebrating, and they're in the, the, the hallway jumping up and down, and Ruthie again asks them, what are we doing? Um, and the Rev comes up and sees them, and they stop, and then uh, the the girls, like... There's a really strange scene. Yeah. Um, Mary is, like, trying to nudge Lucy over to, to tell the Rev uh, what what happened, you know, what let's... Uh, and she uses, like, one hand, but Lucy, like almost falls over like into the rev and then ruthie and mary disappear and the rev says something like oh is a congratulations in order and i think she just like smiles and nods and then well she asks the rev to go to the drugstore for her yeah yeah to get the slender regulars <laughs> well uh, she doesn't really say that she just says yeah she's but like, we're can presuming... you go can you go to the drugstore for me later and he he, he has this like viscerally emotional response to that and his like eyes start welling up and I just turned to you I was like why is he crying why is he so overly emotional about this yeah um this is like a recurring theme though um 
the the rev like is constantly getting like emotional about like the changes in the in the women around him. So anytime um, like any of the daughters or Annie has like a, a, a woman issue going on or, or change, he reacts either like by crying or he gets like angry and he pushes them away. So yeah, this is the first time we see the ref, you know, getting all emotional about the ladies in his life going through changes. So to recap, what Lucy wants is her period. What Lucy gets is her period. Woo. All right. So we're one for three here on, on what people want. Um, so let's check in with, uh, our, well, Simon. Simon now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Simon, you know, uh, we didn't really talk about this earlier, but Simon's in the attic uh, looking... F- well, oh, yeah. So the parents told him he could have a dog if a dog, like, happened to wander into the yard. And so he's praying, and, and he's just sitting in the attic so he can survey the property. To make sure that he, like, the second a dog comes onto the property, that it's, like, his. And then the Rev and, like... Uh, I guess if this was like the writers being clever because they mentioned the title of the show in this scene. It's like, you can't always get everything you want or anything you want, something like that. And uh, Simon responds with this like spectacular comeback, which I'm going to use in my real life now, which is, it'd be good if I did though. Um, I don't think the writers on this show do anything clever intentionally. (laughs) Okay. Um, But what we then have... um, later on, I don't think it's the same scene, is... Oh, um, yeah, it is a different scene. Yeah, the Rev isn't up there with him. So um, we see a dog, you know, Simon, you hear a dog barking, and Simon is ecstatic, and he he runs out, and uh, it was really because the dog didn't wander there. Uh, Annie went and adopted one from the pound, uh, and he says something like, uh, oh, wait, he, he, he says that, like, oh, there there is... There is a God because I got got the dog and, and the Rev says, oh, I assure you there is a God and he had nothing to do with this. And um, Simon like has this response where he turns to his mother and goes, well, of course God had something to do with this because mom wouldn't have done this like, on her own. On her yeah. own. And which like kind of calls back to like earlier where um, there's a conversation between Annie and Simon where Annie's telling Simon, like, me and your, fa- my, your father and me have decided that we're not, we, like, you, you're not old enough to get this dog yet, like, maybe later. That's just, that it's not the and, right time yeah, right and he, now. And, and Simon says, uh, oh, well, it's a good thing you got a mind of your own then. So he's like a little player. He, he also kept, you know, manipulating, like, God references to get to the Rev. The Rev is like, oh, you know, if God doesn't bring you a dog, it's not because God doesn't exist. And he's like, oh, God is supposed to do what I want him to. So he's like a little player, kind of. He's manip- he's, yeah. he's kind of manipulating. He's got his parents' numbers, and he's uh, he's got them figured out. So they get the dog, and this is one thing. They keep calling the dog he at first, and we later find out that the... just I just also knew that later on that they're like, oh, happy is, is, is a she. So, so I guess that's like some sort of continu- continu- continuity, continuity error. error. My yeah. bad. But, um, oh, well, I guess we're two for three now because Simon yeah, has a dog. Yeah, yeah, so he's got what he So we're just waiting on Mary to get kissed and then... Uh, Which is, uh, let's find out if she does. Well, Matt, so so Matt and Mary are like, next is like they're like talking about Jeff coming over. And they have, a, again... Because remember earlier, Jeff was invited over to practice Mary's foul shot. Yeah, um, so 
they have they have another weird. So all we've seen, the only interaction between Matt and Mary we've seen so far is all about is Mary's them, kissing. Is them gonna practice kissing and then the next the, the they're talking next, about it again. And Matt says, "You're just in too big of a hurry to get kissed." Um, and, and because Jeff is his friend, we find well, so they somehow come to this arbitrary agreement that that he's like, oh. Well, you can kiss Jeff after 30 days. Like, she needs to get to know him well enough before she kisses him. And Mary's like, I've waited 14 years to get kissed. I can wait another 30 days. And we also find out that she's apparently had a crush on Jeff since she was 10. Yeah, so... So then Jeff, like, comes to the door, and, and the two of them rush to get there, even though it's, we know that, like, he's there for Mary. And, uh... They, they open the door, and, and Mary goes outside, and Jeff is th- standing there talking to Matt... And he's like, don't do anything stupid. She's my sister. And then Jeff invites him to play basketball with them. So I don't understand why Matt's, like, so concerned something's going to happen. Or is this... But again, we know this is a euphemism. Are we, like, is this some weird, like... <laughs> hey, some, so, is, this, is this some invitation to a threesome? This, it could, maybe that's why Matt declined. He thought it was like going to be like a sibling Jeff threesome. Oh, my God. Um, it, that makes a lot more sense <laughs> now because he was so against Mary getting kissed. And instead of, you know, being there to stop it from happening, he decides to stand at the window and creep on them. Yeah, so that he can just watch them. I don't know what's weirder, like... Just he's like watching them kiss from the window, but we'll see. Um, and then you know Mary is like trying to they show them playing basketball, and she's trying to do like her best sultry voice, and she's like, "Oh, want to play a little one on one?" And then which is what by the way they were playing before she asked. Oh yeah, there were only two of them. So then they, they were playing one on one before she asked if he want if they wanted to play one on one. And then it, it's immediately followed by this like Jeff is holding the basketball with his back to the hoop. And Mary is not between him and the hoop, so he could have just turned around and taken the shot. This is nonsense. They don't have. They didn't have any intention of actually playing one on one, and I was upset. I thought there was going to be a competitive, <laughs> competitive match, but I quickly. Now I know there will be no sports. Yeah, when we're talking about sports, we're not actually talking about sports. And then we have uh, the final scene, which is uh, well, you the, the this plot kind of had been going on where they were talking in the background about... Uh, oh, yeah, so um, Annie's parents are coming to visit from Arizona. Um, wait, speaking of, where does this take, oh, seventh time take place Okay, again? so I, I speculate that this is like a... Well, we know it's a fictional town. It's the, the community of Glen Oak, California, because they go to the Glen Oak Community Church, which one other thing that they don't really come out and say for many seasons, it's like a Protestant church where the Rev is a minister... Uh, and I, I speculate that it's, like, in Northern California because in a later season, someone, like, takes a weekend trip to San Francisco. So that's just my speculation. They're somewhere in California, Glen Oak, California, so... Right, so the grandparents are visiting from... Uh, uh, and these this is Annie's parents... Yes. Um, ...are visiting from Arizona to California. So the last scene that we have is, like, this is... I'm assuming the way that it's set up is, like, near the end of the dinner... Yeah, because Mary uh, and Lucy are clearing the table and taking like the dishes into the kitchen, and and Simon and Ruthie are already outside, playing with the dog, uh, and and it's just Matt and the grandparents and the Rev and Annie, and they're just having a conversation about the car, um, talking about pimping out the car. Yeah, yeah Matt. Matt wants um, a. St- they want to fix up the stereo, and the grandma's like, "Well, why don't you get one of those CD players?" Which really, again, ages the show. Um, because what were they driving around with, like, cassettes? Yeah. All right, so... Um, and... 
they're, they're talking about fixing up the car, and the... Uh, and Annie is like, oh, well, that, that can wait. Like, he doesn't need a CD player now. And suddenly there's a shift in tone. And it goes from whatever, like, conversation at dinner to very serious, because then it close, it's like a close-up on Annie's mother. So another soap opera shot. Yeah, where she goes, short sure can, but why not do it now? And then there's, like, melodramatic music, and then the soap opera, like, cut to Annie's, like, serious, sad face, and then to the grandmother's sad face. And, and someone's then, definitely about to die. And then they're like, oh, Matt, can you go check on Simon and Ruthie? Which, let's just put, like, a bookmark on, on the dinner table, because Matt goes outside, and they reveal again now that the dog is female, and they're like, oh, Ruthie named her Happy. And Matt's like, oh, I think I know why Happy's so happy. She's going to have puppies. Now, this he has nothing to go off of. This is How just, he knows, again, why he knows. He has not spent any time with the dog. He has not felt her undercarriage. He's not... <laughs> her undercarriage. He has done nothing other than, like, look at, like, looked at the dog and said, oh, yeah, that's a pregnant dog. So then, cut back inside and, and you know, what, the... Oh, yeah, so um, the... Annie's mother. Says... She's sick. She's dying. She's got she has leukemia. acute leukemia. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to do any of the treatments. It seems like, you know, quality of life issues. She's just going to live out her days not in a hospital was basically it. So then kind of last shot of the show. Is this like the adults divide, like juxta- juxtaposition of the adults at the dinner table. With like their heads down. It looks like they're all crying yeah, and like, like holding hands. holding hands or hugging each other. But then outside, everything's all bright and sunny. And we have the kids. Like, yeah, and it shows through the window. It, like, zooms out, and all the kids are playing with the dog. And then, you know, the la- last scene is, like, all the parents and the gr- like, the parents and then Annie's parents come outside, and they're all just watching the kids play with the dog, and it's just so great. And then freeze frame, uh, which is not employed in, in many other episodes either. I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a few, a handful more, but the, the ending on the freeze frame I thought was also pretty cheesy <laughs> um, in, in this particular episode. So... That's it. That's the pilot. Anything and you want. Uh, to recap, Simon got what he want, wanted in the dog, and then Lucy got yeah. her period. And then, um, from what I understand, Jessica Biel has not yet... Mary. <laughs> Jessica Biel. And Jessica Biel. <laughs> well, here in 2016 has not been kissed. <laughs> but Mary no, has Mary, not been kissed. Mary has, she couldn't even get a little sibling action. Um, <laughs> which, oh, God, please don't say that. I don't know, I don't know if that would have counted, but, oh, no, <laughs> or no. if that would have just been the practice round. But no. Oh, uh, Nothing, uh, she, she, yeah, so, um, all right, so now that you've seen the first episode, what do you, what do you foresee in the future? Are you excited to go on the journey? (laughs) Well, I mean, what did they really set up here? Like, I mean, right, we figured out that... Well, not, I, really not much. Like, most, all right, so in terms of, like, pilots, most pilots just do, like, the kind of heavy lifting of, like, character building, and, and they don't really get into plot lines, but this looked like it used like plot lines to distract from character building. It was just like too many plot lines, um, and I don't know how I felt about it. Like they kind of established like Lucy's character. That's about it. And, they, and I guess like you said, Simon's character. A was little kind bit, of yeah. Um, but we really have nothing about Mary other than basketball. She plays basketball and kissing. And kiss, yeah. Um, and nothing really about <laughs> Matt. Matt apparently is like a vet. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he can <laughs> he can look at a dog and know if if she's pregnant. So. Yeah. There's nothing really about what like what the whole like what the Rev's deal is, what Annie's deal is. Like there's nothing distinguishing about any anybody else. Well, I guess like part of Annie's plotline is now like her mother's dying. So we got that. So what do you think's gonna what do you think they're gonna do? Um 
I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping... I'm hoping it gets better, is what I'm hoping. <laughs> um, though from the Snapchats that you've sent me, who knows if it actually will. But um, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm You're cautiously excited. excited about the re- watching the rest of 7th Heaven. All right. Um, so there, uh, So wait, we have a rating system. We're going to rate it out of, out of seven heavens. Um, at some point, I think, well, hopefully in like the next few episodes, maybe we'll refine this so that... We can just give, like, a family member rating. So, like, if it's, like, a Lucy, that's basically the equivalent of a one. And if it's, it's like, the worst. It's the worst episode. And then, like, a, a Ruthie would be a seven, which would be, like, the best episode. Um, but we haven't refined that yet. Not going to get into it. But I would I would give this a three. Okay. Three out of seven. Yeah, I was, like, leaning towards somewhere between, like, a three and a four. So let's do 3.5 heavens out of seven heavens. heavens. That's, like, an Annie and a happy. I guess happy's, like, a half a star. (laughs) (laughs) um, Annie plus happy. All right. So thank you for joining us for this first episode of Camden Cast. Uh, We, if you're, like, listening, downloading on iTunes, like, subscribe, uh, you know, rate, review, all those things that iTunes prompts you to do. Unfortunately, iTunes does not have a seven heaven rating. We, you are you limited to five stars. Yeah, so yeah. just the kids. <laughs> uh, and then, um, we have a Twitter. It's at Camden cash show. Um, you can also email us, right? Oh yeah. We have a, we have a Gmail account. It's camdencast at gmail.com. So if you want to I don't know, tell us what we should talk about or like send hate mail, whatever you questions any, anything you, have. you want, questions. Maybe you're like a rabid Lucy fan and want to defend her. We're, yeah. We'll be happy to hear oh my other, God, other I would points love, of views. Please send Lucy defenses. <laughs> <laughs> anything to defend Lucy's behavior. Um yeah, what what any like what was your favorite scene? Like if you're you're watching along for the first time, whatever. Um we also have a Tumblr at uh camdencast.tumblr.com and we have a Facebook as well just like search out camdencast uh, facebook.com slash camdencast yeah and uh, well, we all, we're also going to have a SoundCloud which you'll be able to share like through Facebook uh, our podcast so and we are also going to be releasing uh, these podcasts going forward on Wednesdays and Saturdays it's a treat for you two episodes a week yeah, um, but we spoiled you and give you the first three all at once. All right. <laughs> okay, so that's been a wrap on a Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. Thanks for joining us on Camden Cast, and we'll, hear, we'll see you next time. 